and thanks for listening to the Adulting is Easy podcast. Please take a second and hit follow wherever you're listening if you can safely do so. This is Lauren, and I'm joined today by Matt, the financial engineer, a personal finance aficionado who has reached financial independence before even hitting 40. He did his first side hustles before entering teenagehood and started saving and investing from there. His net worth crossed six figures at only 21 years old, and he's been growing it further ever since, ultimately reaching financial independence before 40. Matt has worked and lived in different countries, learned different languages, had a career in private banking and wealth management, and then fell in love and married his wife, who's from Taiwan. Matt and his wife then had children and reached fire together. They currently live between Singapore, Taiwan, and Switzerland. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm excited. So our goal for today is to make adulting a bit easier for our listeners by discussing a personal finance topic since managing money is a big part of adulting. So today, Matt, you and I are going to talk about rich versus poor mindsets. Yes. Before we get to that, why don't you tell us a little more about your story? How how did you end up where you are today? Oh, wow. I'll give you the short version first, and then we talk a little more later. Um, So how did I end up here? I think I was blessed uh, growing up in the right family, learning things early on. I really appreciate that. I I know some people, they turn into adults without going through these steps of financial literacy or having not the chance to to make mistakes early on or to learn things differently or simply having a, a wrong mindset in the family. Um, I was lucky enough also to to hit a, a big gain on a TV show when I was 21 years old. That's where I went to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the Swiss version, and uh, immediately got to six figures. <laughs> I was quite cool because that one that one ultimately enabled me then to say, I don't want to go after a job right away. I want to travel and learn languages. Then I, I hit it off with a backpack to learn Spanish in Panama and Costa Rica and Believing before I I went to that, believing I'm bad and I suck at learning languages, even at English, I was Hmm. very pleased to see if I actually like to do it and it's fun, I can achieve something. And then I said, now I want to learn Chinese next. So I went to Taiwan where I met my wife and I joined the private banking career afterwards and uh, worked there for uh, yeah close to two decades before I hit fire and got to know a lot of interesting people there. Of course, I, I served millionaires and their families. At the end, I had an, uh, more than 140 different uh, millionaire families that I take care of. And yeah, I have seen how they struggle, what they do, what they shouldn't do, how they should do it differently and so on. I have I have seen anything, right? And of course, during that path, I learned from them, from the people I, I could feel they, they do it right and also uh, expanded my own net worth. So I helped my own portfolio grow bigger. And when I was 37, um, we called it a day. My wife and I, we said, that's enough. We, we do have enough. We feel comfortable to step back from employed uh, life. And uh, ever since we enjoy the the nomad travel lifestyle in a way and live between the countries because the kids should be growing up learning uh, English, Chinese, German, Swiss German and so on. Now my kids are learning French in school as well. So the the things continue. Sorry, that was the short version. I stop here. This normally I'm really glad that podcasting is an audio only medium 
because I don't love the idea of being on camera, but I wish you could see my face and how far my jaw just dropped to the ground when you were talking. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way. But I just like out of left field, boom, I want money. I want to be a millionaire. And that's how it all started. I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be one. <laughs> well, and, and and you did become that. So um, yeah. so with um, just a couple follow-up questions then. Did you know early on you wanted to retire early? Was that like your purpose for accumulating wealth and um, learning from these, uh, you know, millionaire families? And and did you know you were going to retire early, pretty early on? Or did you kind of just get close to having enough and decide, okay, I'm done? Well, I I have seen people as a kid um, who knew how to invest. My my father used to be a banker as well, so I saw how he has a portfolio and he could do things with that that other people couldn't. I have also seen people who had very good careers, but somehow they 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 seem to have everything they ever wanted, but somehow they were never happy. So later on, I figured these were the ones who earn a lot, have but also have a very expensive lifestyle. So when I was very young, it kind of dawned on me that I, I would like to also build up something that is going to work for me. Yes, I, I think I had these thoughts early on, not to say I wanted to retire that early. <laughs> that was not in my head yet. But simply, it was probably in my in my financial literacy DNA back then to, to get started. So I, I had a, an Excel spreadsheet at age 16 to track my net worth. And I, I went to be like newspaper boy. That was still a job back then. I, I drove pizzas. I, I did all kinds of jobs for money. And um, after finishing my studies, it simply continued. There were times I held like four different jobs at the same time. And I was a student. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is that is so cool. So at what point do you think that you started observing or noticing or thinking about mindsets? Mindsets. Well, I, I could see that it depends probably on what family you are. So when, when you're a teenager and you, you come from a family where money is usually a topic and then you talk to others and you, you can feel that in other families, maybe the topic is not so well covered or wrongly covered. Usually you have these mindset things that people who don't understand money or they are jealous of wealthy people, they will start to think of, oh, this is just, you know, this is not for us. We are the we are the others, and uh, money is bad. Uh, rich people they they try to hoard money and do stuff with money that we cannot do. So it's kind of separating. I feel that that was like a big thing where I, I could actually appreciate having my upbringing there. And then later on, I I just felt like if you if you have the wrong mindset, you get stuck somewhere, and. I also witnessed people, they came from, um, how to say, like less fortunate families, but also made a very good education. And later on, they changed their mindset. So it is actually something that's happening in your head. And uh, you can influence so much of your life by simply finding and trying to manipulate a little bit that switch up there. And this is something everyone has to find out by themselves, how to do it, where to do it, where is that switch? But if you do this, because life in a way is very simple, it's like a circle. You're, you're a child first, the child needs to learn. Then as a teenager and young adult, you start to apply. And then once you become an adult, you start to have kids maybe by yourself, you start to teach. So it's learn, apply, teach as you grow older. And I think if you 
if you repeat the circle with the wrong mindset, you you pass on the wrong things, right? But if you if you try to, when the moment I became a dad, it became even more clear that I want to have more time for my kids, for instance. So if you ask me when was the time I realized I want to do something different here, it's probably when I became a father. And um, when I turned 36, my dad uh, just happened to be 72, which was quite funny because on my birthday when I turned 36, he called me and said, hey, son, congratulations, you're now half my age. <laughs> Number two, he said, you're, you're catching up. And then he said, the last point, he said, beware, the second half is faster. And that wow. really, really went down like, oh my gosh, yeah, time. And time is so valuable, right? So when you are young, you, you seemingly have so much time. It's everything you have. You have a lot of time and you are very willing to sell your time against money. So you're kind of eager to do that trade-off. It's called a job and a salary, but you actually... Um, renting yourself out, right? And the older you get, we all don't know how much time we have. I don't know if tomorrow I will I will survive. I could be dying tomorrow, right? Nobody knows how much time we have left, but the older you get, the less time you have left. And this actually makes selling your time, the older you go, more expensive for you. So the opportunity cost will raise and it will hurt you more to keep selling your time the older you get so actually if you if you actually understand that at a young age i was so boring you know when i when i actually won my tv show game prize i spent roughly 500 bucks of it to celebrate and i put the rest in index funds my girlfriend left me over that <laughs> she felt i'm boring and uh, <laughs> but actually it 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 was the best thing that happened to me there that she left me because later I was open for, for new adventures and uh, go to see the world, right? So I think it happened early for me. That is an incredible story that someone left you. What She wanted you to just spend it. No, actually, because I knew if I, if I have, when I was like 23 there, like end of college time, I've seen my friends running after jobs like crazy. Um, some of them didn't even finish their exams. They signed on on jobs already. And I had my bank account there and felt, hey, um, I can take it a little bit easier. You know, I can, I can do something now. I'm, I'm young. I have time. I'm, I'm full of energy. I want to learn languages, right? So I kind of took the time. And of course, like a few months later, I saw some of my friends making good money. They're starting to have the nice cars. They start to have the big apartment that they rent, right? It, it felt a little bit weird. But then ultimately, I, I was happy because I could do more things, whatever I want, right? And I went to Taiwan. I went to Taiwan to work there and learned Chinese, which was tremendous. And I got to know my wife, which is from Taiwan. And I had such an adventure. And in Taiwan, I didn't really earn that much money per se. So my salary was not comparable to what you could have made in Europe. But it was good enough to have a good life. And later on with that skill, I actually unlocked a much better job uh, just two years later. But I had to hold back for two years. I think it's maybe something like marshmallow testing yourself. <laughs> you have to wait sometimes a little bit, but I, I didn't do that intentionally. It was simply I was able to do it, which helped a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
back into mindsets then. Yes. Um, naturally, it sounds like you got your, your father has a great mindset, right? And you mentioned a couple times you grew up in the right family. But what does it mean if you could define what having like a rich mindset or this abundance mindset, what does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah. So I think if you if you have an abundance mindset, you will embrace things more for the positive. You will see more opportunities and challenges. You will see more positive things in getting to know more people or new people. You will actually be curious about life. You're not just, I, I'm not interested in that. It's, it's foreign. I don't know it. I don't need to know about it, right? I think curiosity is the main driver there. If you have the right mindset, you never stop learning. And if you keep learning, you will ultimately learn the right things, right? Because the rest is up to your application. If you, if you try and fail, you try and fail again. Maybe by the third time, you will not fail anymore. And I think if you have a, the right mindset and you maybe you start to try to be an entrepreneur and you fail, some people give up, right? The same thing happens with investing. I also fell tremendously down a hole there. I, I started to invest money when I was 16 years old from my newspaper um, story there that I, I actually earned money. And the, the thing at the end was I had maybe 10,000 bucks that I could invest. And I was lucky to multiply this money in the late 1990s by simply investing in anything that is called .com. And I felt like the king of the world, but like just one one year later, the crash came mm -hmm. and I was back to square one. I, I, I felt so disencouraged, right? And then I know people after that, they said, investing is not for me. I will not do it anymore. Right. This is wrong. You know, I could lose. So I think that the right mindset is maybe not to give up and to to embrace life for what it is, right? So it's... Darwin said, it's not the strongest that will survive, but it's the ones who are the most adaptable. So when, when things change, like you've seen it again with COVID now, if things change, you got to change. If you stick to your old guns, um, you're not getting anywhere. So I think the mindset there is to think positive, to embrace um, opportunity or like challenges for opportunity. And this is maybe not always so easy, but every one of us has a switch somehow to, to change it. And I think it's a, one thing is in your belief, how you, how you probably face challenges and are, are you really standing on your own legs as an adult, right? So when you, when you have sufficient money, it makes it easier. Of course, the more money you have, or the more options you have in life, the less you have to be afraid of consequences if something goes wrong. But I, I use the word here, responsibility. So if, if you take responsibility over your life, which can be as easy as not blaming other people for your situation. Responsibility, the word means the ability to respond. If you say, I take responsibility, you stop blaming and say, it's because of my boss. It's because of my friends. It's because of the weather. It's because of a traffic jam. It's because of you didn't consider the thing, right? You didn't think of the traffic that will happen there. You didn't think of the weather may change. So responsibility. And if, if you internalize that, no matter what happens, you, you don't feel so bad anymore or you, you stop shaming, you take up the responsibility and then you actually feel more in charge of, of creating and living your own life. Absolutely. I, I love a couple of, well, I love everything you said, but I want to <laughs> highlight a couple of things. Um, the first one is mm -hmm. seeing opportunities, right? When yeah. 
uh, you know, when March 2020 hit and the stock market lost, what, like a third or something of its mm. value, the first thing I thought was a lot of people are going to make a lot of money right now, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been easier to think the opposite way. Oh, a lot of people just lost a lot of money, right? Yes. But yes, little yes, things yes. like that, if you look for opportunity, they're there. And so many people, you know, I'm in, I'm in real estate. I do a lot of real estate deals mm-hmm. and relatively a lot. And people are like, oh, we can't buy now. We can't buy now. We should have bought a couple of years ago. We should have bought five years ago. Yeah. Just because you should have bought then doesn't mean you shouldn't buy now, right? You're gonna be, what, yeah. what are you going to be looking back in five years and thinking, right? So it's this idea of the more you look around you and mm. see opportunity and see abundance and know that just because somebody else is getting wealthy, that doesn't mean you can't. That's a huge part of it too, right? So yes. this is so important. And you're, and you're so right about taking responsibility. I could definitely be better about this, but it's something that I really, really try to work on, right? And little things like someone will say, ah, oh, she makes me so mad. And I'm like, well, <laughs> technically you are getting mad at her, right? It's actually yes. <laughs> coming from within you, right? So that you're, you make such a good point. And the more you take responsibility for things, hmm. it just makes you more of an agent over your own life. And that is, yes, yes, that's yes. life changing in and of itself. When you start to realize that you are not poor because mm-hmm. of, or, or you're not, not wealthy yet or whatever, mm-hmm. because of how you were born or what you know, or what you don't know, or who you know, or who you don't know. As soon as you start taking control of your life and realizing that I have, it's my responsibility. These things might not be my fault. It's not my fault. I was born um, into a family that doesn't have a lot of money. It's not my mm-hmm. fault. I was born into a family that doesn't know a lot about money and couldn't teach me. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility to mm. learn and do the best you can with what you have. And there's also situations, right? And you're a great example of this. Sometimes people get lucky, right? Yep. Um, but also it's putting yourself in these positions to get lucky. It's making, uh, maybe you were lucky that you won, you know, on who wants to be a millionaire. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. (laughs) What I was going to say is you weren't lucky. You weren't lucky that you decided to invest that in index funds. That wasn't luck. That was a choice. Right. So Mm. I just wanted to, to highlight those, those couple of things that you said about, about mindset. Mm -mm Mm-mm. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I think it goes into stoicism, like to to be like ambivalent about whatever happens around you. <laughs> the, the the less you care about you just focus on what you, what lies in the area of your control. That that's probably the, the best mindset you can have. If if you control if you know exactly this is outside of my control, then there's no point of getting mad or angry at something or someone, right? But if you you can control how you react, like you said it very nice, to someone being bad with you or for the weather changing. You you can you can adapt. You can walk away. You can you can change your program. You can do something different, right? There's so many things you can adapt to whatever happens. And that's where the secret lies probably to having a, a happier life for some people here. Yes. And people there's this thought of having a money blueprint right? Mm. Or this paradigm in your mind. And it forms, I think, when you're very young. And sometimes like you or like me, it sounds like we both had the type of family where, you know, we had a pretty positive money blueprint. But Mm. let's say that you don't. Let's say that um, maybe your family is very, you know, rich people are evil. Um, Money, easy come, easy go. 
just whatever, any, any sort of negative, I can't even think of any negative blueprints that you might have or negative mindsets associated with money or a scarcity mindset. How can you switch it? How can you flip that switch and really change your mindset I have, purposely? I have probably seen also, well, I have, as I mentioned, I have helped a lot of these millionaire families. And usually the big issue they have is they want to build generational wealth. That's usually the last goal. After you've achieved everything you could imagine, you build an empire or a company, you earn your, your money, you have maybe a few homes, you have a big portfolio running for you. Once this is all done, what's next? You want to build generational wealth which means you want to when you want to pass it on to the next generation and i have seen like unfortunately a lot of these families also have the wrong mindset that they pass on like the kids sometimes grow up with the feeling that everything mm -hmm. is provided all the time so they say wealth doesn't last three generations like the first yeah. generation builds it the second probably manages to maintain it and the third one loses it again so and you i have seen also a lot of these guys who made it very wealthy they were first generation so they yeah. they came from nothing and i think what what i could identify within them to get back to your question there i think they all were very uh thriving entrepreneurial um curious to get back to that one like curious about life and they they knew how to get things done the right way right to to maybe be there when when the market like in taiwan the 1980s were the golden uh, decade of uh, of economic growth when that happened they were ready they they knew how to how to build up their uh, business and they weren't shy to put in the work and maybe you can say they were lucky for being in that decade but i've also seen people who did it later and there were also people who did it earlier i think one is um, if you have the right mindset, you look out for solutions, how to solve problems. It starts with your own problems, how you react to things, but it continues to solving problems in the world. And the bigger the problems are that you solve, the more money you can make because the more value you put back to the world, right? But if you, if you simply end up being a complainer, um, who's going to value that, right? So if you're in a job and all you do is complain or nag about how unfair everything is, this is not going to get valued, unfortunately. But if you if you are proactive, um, so how to turn that switch? It's like instead of being the victim, you have to take responsibility, stand up and try to do something for yourself and the others. And if you keep doing that long enough, the others will realize and notice. Yeah, that's a great. I love that. Such a good point. And I think you also need to be forgiving yourself as you're going on this journey. Oh, yeah. You're not going to oh, get yeah. it right every time. You may still have some reactive moments, of course, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's key. And, and you mentioned shame, right? Like there can be a lot of shame associated with money and money mm -hmm. mindsets and being proactive versus reactive and having a scarcity mindset and, and things like that. And once you make this decision to change that mindset, to shift it into a more positive, abundant, rich mindset, you need to forgive yourself when you slip back into yes. those, those negative, I guess, behaviors. Yeah, it can happen because sometimes life hits you hard and then you, you may end up being down, of course, for longer time. Some people are down for weeks, right? And then it also depends maybe an easy way also to change the mindset, of course. Very simple trick. Um, humans are nothing else than animals that like to be in groups right so you have to surround yourself with the right people people say 
you will become the the average of the five people you spend most time with. And if if all the time you spend with is with the complainers in your company or in your environment, that's what you're going to be. But if you try to proactively look for people who try to do something with their life and you actually become their friend and you live together, you exchange ideas with each other, you will become better and stronger, right? Not to not to justify what is better or worse, but if, if you hang with the right tribe, if you find your tribe with the right vibe, you can grow beyond what you could have thought is possible before. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> other thing I, I feel, um, once I became a father myself, I have two kids, they're eight and 10. I think it's also reflecting, like, Going back into your own childhood, think about why are you thinking about certain things the way you are? Like, is it is it in the hardware or is it a software issue? Right? If you think it's wrong, (laughs) what what could you do to change the software? Nothing is printed in stone there, right? Or carved in stone. So once once you're a father or a mom and the parent, you, you see what your kids do in in that age and if if they grow up you see oh i can i can explain something differently it it really matters what kind of words you use and also about money for instance like do you see the money how how is it seen how do you talk about it and also like how do you treat uh consequences and experiences like what what i really like is if kids have the chance to do mistakes if they if they actually are encouraged to try again try harder but there are parents out there who will say to their kids, oh, uh, you failed. You're a failure. And then you hear that 10 times over, you're a failure. Some people will believe it. It's like me in school. I believed I'm very bad at learning languages until I took my backpack and went to to learn Spanish. And then I actually discovered I, I'm actually okay to learn languages. You have to go and try. I think that's the point there. And you don't, you have to think, like, don't give up too quick in certain things right and be hungry about life if you are young a young adult be hungry about experiences and ask maybe yourself one question Liz. Uh, when was the last time you did something new for the first time i i try to ask this to myself every once in a while so and by by asking this question i try to keep finding new things that i have never done in my life before and I try them because it's like food, right? If you travel and you get, I don't know what kind of food in China, you never try it. You, you just say, I don't know this. I, I don't like it, right? But if you try it, you may love it. You just don't know it yet. So sometimes you have to try new things and you have to expose yourself to new experiences. And with that, you will grow and you will grow not just in a, in a, in a, in a metaphorical way, but you will grow your self-confidence you will grow your option set, your tool set of how you tackle life. And uh, yeah, or my, my blog's name is Financial Imagineer, like how you can actually imagineer your own dream life out of things that are abundant in life. I love that. And it's so true that you should try to do new things and, and, and try mm. new things, uh, new foods. I love trying new foods. I love trying new wines. <laughs> um, but something that My husband and I did last year, again, going back to real estate, because that's like a huge thing for us Mm -hmm. right now in our life. But we bought a really old house and we renovated it. And so we learned how to renovate a house. Uh But we also learned that when you're standing in your kitchen and the water's not on because the guys were doing some plumbing work 
and your husband goes to turn the water back on and you immediately start getting sprayed in the face because something <laughs> wasn't glued properly, right? You can't cry over it, right? No. You got to just like, you know, hey, tell your husband to turn the water back off, clean everything up, get the contractor back out there to plug that, to plug that yeah. thing that wasn't freaking glued, right? Like there's so much of what we did in the last year and a half where I've, I just learned, just like you said, you have to, you're going to be trying new things and it's going to be teaching mm -hmm. you. It's going to be teaching you so much and you can only control what you can control. Right. So yes. that was something yeah. that by doing new things, I learned this really valuable life lesson. And <laughs> now it helps me constantly when something happens, I literally, I, I almost don't freak out at all anymore because I can't control it. I can't undo this terrible thing that's been done. It's just, Take yes. a deep breath yeah. and, and move on, right? And it's my responsibility, right? Um, recently, my father-in-law was driving my car um, by himself and my moonroof shattered out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, not my fault, but my responsibility to fix the moonroof on my car, right? So, you know, yes. it's just, these are just things that you learn over time and you don't learn and grow as a person if you aren't trying new things and if you aren't meeting new people. And like you said, having the right people around you is so important too. I mean, yeah, for adulting is easy, right? One thing is you, you learn a lot of things in school from books, but then you become an adult and you have to learn real life. <laughs> and yes. real life, you cannot buy a book about that. Or maybe I, I don't know about it yet, right? <laughs> I think the best experience or the best way to learn is to expose yourself. And that's why I'm very, very happy. I, I got exposed to investment very early. I learned it. And I learned it also, like I mentioned before, I, I also lost a lot of money in, in my early years. But then later, I think it's good to have this lesson happen early. And for real estate, like you just mentioned, um, one thing, uh, we also rent out a, a home in Singapore and suddenly we had termites in there and the tenant got uh, upset, right? We have to handle it. And that during a pandemic, if you cannot travel that easy, it's not so easy. Uh, the other thing in Singapore, it's very humid and hot weather all the time. Suddenly, because of the pandemic, everyone is sitting indoors and having their air cons on. The, the units start to get moldy <laughs> and you have to think of new ways how to tackle that. So you have to adapt all the time, right? The learning never stops. And I think instead of just uh, some people also, they, they like to go for MBAs and other things. And then if, if somebody asks me like in their 30s or early 40s, I want to go for an MBA because it could help professionally. I, I always try to say, well, if do you pay it yourself or the employer pays it? If, if you pay yourself, it's so much money. Why don't you, like Tim Ferriss had this idea. He called it do your own MBA. Like take this money, take half a year off or one year off and try to do something yourself. Because most likely you will be learning so much more by, by going about it yourself than to go to university and hearing from professors that have studied books for certain topics instead of doing it themselves, right? That's usually the issue there to, to get real life experience for yourself. One of my recent guests said, mm -hmm. you know, I was thinking about getting an MBA, but instead I like Googled, what is the recommended reading for MBA students and started <laughs> reading those books? Yeah, correct, correct DIY approach. And most likely the, the other thing, of course, is if you go to an MBI class, you will have a new network and so on. But I would argue you could find like-minded individuals anywhere. Like 
Twitter or you, you can reach out. There are so many people out there that you, you don't have to be in an MBA course to, to find your tribe. So true. So do you have anything else to add about mindsets? Well, um, I think just uh, to be around this father topic or theme, um, I like to to say like one thing is very important is knowing yourself, right? If you want to have a happy life, the best way is to know how to learn how to motivate yourself. <laughs> so whatever you do in life and also, especially for the big goals, like saving up for certain big goals, like buying a house or starting, like going for fire or whatever it may be, try to keep it interesting and motivating for yourself. Because if, if not, um, you will be stuck. I think a lot of people try to go about the big things in a quick fashioned approach, like try to get rich quick, try to do this quickly and uh, they, they will fail because they don't have the patience. Also, if you're a parent, what, what I felt is like uh, what, what I just mentioned with real life experience, you can tell your kids a hundred times over, don't touch the hot stove. The best lesson is when they touch it, they will know, right? They will never touch it anymore. So I literally did that. Okay. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, this. I was like, what this literally, I literally did that. And, and with that, I, I also think in families, if you, if you think like how to be an inspiration for your kids or how to, how to pass that mindset on. Because uh, that, that's at the moment my job. I want to inspire my kids to live their best lives. I figured um, the best way I could do it is, even, even though you could call it like early retirement, I, I don't want to just sit around and sip beers and do nothing. I could try to show them I, I can I do a blog, you know, I can I can try to do this and that. And look how cool this is working out like this and this. Try to, instead of telling the kids how, how to live their life or go about their life, just try to focus on living yours inspirational enough and let them watch instead. And then whenever they have questions, you're here as the teacher. So I, I, I try to be the, the role model dream chaser, so to say, which I call financial imagineer, to try to go after goals in life and uh, still have fun while doing it. I love that. I absolutely love that. So is there anything else you want to add, Matt, before we wrap up? No, I think um, we, we wrapped it up quite a lot. I think we have covered most things here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, managing money is, as you know, Matt, a huge part of adulting and having the right mindset can make it just so much easier. Um, why don't you let everyone know how to follow and get in touch with you? I know you mentioned your blog name, but maybe we'll mention it again. Oh, here. yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. So if you would like to follow me, um, there is a few things you can you can do so on Twitter. Uh, maybe Lauren will be adding the, the handle in the show notes. Uh, it's mm -hmm. at FI underscore Imagineer. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, tricky to learn. You can find me on Facebook under Financial Imagineer. And the website, of course, is called www.financial-imagineer.com. Imagineer is like imagine and engineer, the mix between them. It's a, it's a creation from Disney that I love about going about your happy life and so on. And I try to do it using money as a tool. 
And the blog is not so much about money alone, but more about mindsets, about how to reach your true potential and have a great life. We also have a financial course um, available on the website. You can find it there. It's especially made for young people who try to get off the ground. The course is uh, just one module about investments. The rest is about mindsets, habits, and building the life of your dreams. And we have a weekly YouTube uh, session as well, uh, with, together with the Fast Track podcast with my co-host Yasi. And everything can be found on, on, on my social media. Thank you so much. And everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at Adulting is Easy. I'm also on Facebook by the same name. You can email me at realadultingiseasy at gmail.com. And you can show support at patreon.com slash adultingiseasy. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Hopefully, we've made adulting a little easier for you. Hope so. <laughs>